for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon, live from the DraftKings Sportsbook and Wild Rose Studio. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Worth you until noon, Claxon's Barbecue to give away. Before we get out of here, we're going to do a big NFL segment, a couple of them actually. We will do the Chiefs and uh, the Vikings in this segment. Then Dave Sinekin, uh, theheadcheese.com. Right now, he is Nick Athen. Nick, you can follow online at Chiefs Insider. You can read uh, read him and uh, everything that's going on at that uh, website, primetimesportstalk.com, primetimesportstalk.com. Uh, Nick is the VP of Operations at Primetime Sports Talk. Nick, good to talk to you. Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Nick Athen. How are you? Ken, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I, I I've got good vibes going. So we'll we'll see what happens with, with our football team. Our fingers are crossed too. They really are. We want uh, we want one of the local teams to get all the way, and certainly the Chiefs. I think have a terrific chance of doing that. Weather, Nick. I just looked during the break. I think the snow that we're supposed to get here in Central Iowa and then uh, southeastern Iowa, it's there now. But by Sunday, apparently. Uh, the temperatures are just going to be above freezing, but the sun's going to be out, and and no yep. no weather during the game at least. Yeah, it'll be pretty in Kansas City and in, in Iowa uh, tomorrow, <laughs> I'm sure. But on Sunday, yeah, it looks like uh, clear skies. Yep. Um, you know they they've got that heated field. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have it all covered all day Saturday. Uh, they just painted it old school, uh, old municipal stadium like they did in the season opener. Saw that. Um, so yeah, it's going to be. Uh, I, I think outside of the cold temperatures, I think, uh, you know, obviously windshield is going to be a factor. It's going to depend how breezy it is. But, um, you know, I don't think it's going to matter to any of these guys playing on, on Sunday. Well, we saw this matchup earlier in the season. These teams are certainly different right now. That Texans defense I don't think is nearly as good as it looked in the early portions of the schedule. Well, the Chiefs defense is much better. Still, Houston, the Chiefs defense couldn't get them off the field. And Watson... <laughs> They can still right. move around and make some plays back there. They can still run the football here. Is that the concern? Houston, what, they have 83 plays, I think, in that game against Kansas City Oof. back in Week 6, that yeah. they're going to be able to control the football like that again? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be their game plan. If I'm them, I'm just running, running, running the ball. You know, it also depends which wide receivers are going to be available for Houston. It's yeah. going to matter, you know, how, how that offensive line, they've given up, what, 16 sacks in the last three games. Um, you know, listen, if the Bills were a better football team, Houston loses that game, and it's not even close. Um, but you know the way it turned out, you know, um, listen, Watson made the play of the of the postseason so far, and and uh, with his escapism, his Houdini act, and you know he could do plenty of that against the Chiefs. However, um, I think the Chiefs defense right now they're confident, they're rested, they're healthy. Um, yeah, they're going to miss Thornhill, but I've been a huge fan of Armani Watts. I think this is his time to kind of step up. Mm-hmm. You know, they got Mo Claiborne as a veteran back there. You know, they've got Fuller that they can move around. I mean, uh, uh, Sorensen has played really well, far better than I thought he was. Yeah, he play. has had a nice year. I didn't think he'd make the team. Right. So defensively, yeah. So for defensively, you know, they've 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 got it figured out. And plus, you know, in that first that first game, you know, no Chris Jones. Uh, Frank Clark, you know, was dealing with that that neck burner. 
Um, you know, Matthew still was trying to figure things out. Uh, the corners weren't on the same page. They didn't really have much of a pass rush back then. Um, so, it, it, listen, these are two different teams than what they faced in week five or six. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I anticipate this being a, a good game. I'm not, I'm not high on the point spread. I think nine, ten points is an awful lot, even for the Ravens game. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to grab the points in both of the AFC tilts. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> Nick, you know how I feel about Mitchell Schwartz. I, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the game. I really do. He's a right tackle. Yep. And whenever I watch him, whoever's coming off the left side, whether that be Von Miller, who he has just owned over Von Miller's career, and you mm-hmm. can't say can't say that about too many right tackles in this league. So here right. comes J.J. Watt. And, and Watt was, he made a big play. at the. I mean, he made a play that really rallied his team that sack mm-hmm. late in the football game last week. But I got to think that Schwartz is going to be able to neutralize Watt as he seemingly does whoever lines up across from him. Yeah, he's 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 just had a terrific career in Kansas City, and he's for some reason he's not getting the accolades that he deserves and the All Pro status and everything else that comes along with it. Um, not to mention he's probably I think the highest paid right tackle in the NFL, making about eight nine million a year. Uh, but he's done a terrific job, and you know at least when. When, when Mahomes is facing that side of the field, you know, he really never has to worry about, you know, Schwartz giving up a big play. And, and listen, J.J. Watt is anything but 100%. You know, he's basically got his arm tied yeah. just to be able to play. And, you know, the Chiefs are going to be far more physical, um, I think, on the offensive line. They're going to do a lot of things. I think you're actually going to see a lot of, a lot of pulls. Uh, they're going to do a lot of things to, to neutralize Watt. And um, I, I think Schwartz will be fine. I mean, if Fisher's played well, um, he's probably played better than I thought he would play at this stage of his career, and he's turned into one of the better left tackles. So um, I think that they feel good. Now, the interior of the offensive line, that's another issue. There, there are definitely some holes and some weaknesses there, um, and that's where I think uh, the Texans can exploit um, that, offensive, uh, that offensive line. If they do stunts and pulls and they move Watts inside a little bit, um, you know, that, that could be a problem for Kansas City. So another easy question, I think, here, but – you would rather see, I think, Tennessee coming in because they would be coming in there. What concerns you? You know, the matchup, one on the home, one on the road, I get all that. But as you look forward and getting past this football game, mm-hmm. if it would be a home game with Tennessee, a couple years ago they came in and got you, is chance for revenge, those types of storylines. I don't know. It's just a, an interesting thought about it. You want to be at home, but there's always that lingering doubt. And I guess Andy Reid in the playoffs may be playing in my mind, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think they're looking ahead, but I think most people believe the Chiefs are going to win this football game on Sunday. And then, you know, we're, they're going to know by game time, obviously, with the Ravens and yep. the Titans playing Saturday night. Um, I personally think that the Titans are going to win this football game. Um, I think Kansas City have, will have that opportunity going into kickoff knowing that they could play the AFC Championship game at home. Mm. Um, I just think that, you know, all the stars have kind of aligned for Kansas City. You know, you look at that Titans loss, which was the best thing to happen to this organization in a really long time outside of drafting Patrick Mahomes, because they all woke up and they all realized what they have to do and they ran the table thereafter. And they did it in a way where they were pretty vanilla on offense, um, you know, saving some stuff for the postseason. Uh, but I think, I think they're better off playing Texans this week. It's a revenge game. The Titans would be a revenge game. Um, you know, that game kind of changed the Titans, too, for the rest of the year. So, um, you know, I think that's the way the Stars are aligning, you know, Super Bowl four, Super Bowl 54. Uh, the fact that they had their slump in the middle of the season instead of the end of the season. I mean, every December, Andy Reid always falters. That didn't happen this year. 
You know, they beat the Bears, they beat the Patriots, they beat the entire AFC West at home. I mean, they did things that they normally don't do. And when you look at all these things, Mahomes isn't as good a quarterback statistically, but he's a better quarterback. This defense is better than it's ever been, you know, probably since year one or two under Bob Sutton when they were pretty good. Um, everything's just kind of lined up. I think Andy Reid gets the monkey off the back. I think the Chiefs are hosting the AFC Championship game, and yours truly is going down to Miami for the Super Bowl. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. It's been a long time since Super Bowl Four. Boy, oh boy, it seems like <laughs> yeah. it. Hey, Nick, we have 20 <laughs> seconds left. Does it concern yeah. you at all that seemingly the Chiefs have struggled to run the football and are likely going to have to at some point? Does it, does it worry you? It doesn't. I mean, Damon Williams is finally healthy. It's the healthiest he's been all year. And I, I think they're going to run. They're going to run the table with him. They've got with Sean McCoy, who they have rested pretty much the last month of the season. Um, you know, I, I think they're in good hands. I think between the two, they'll be fine. I, I expect them to be able to run the ball against the Texans. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of motion with Williams, a lot of screen passes. Uh, but I am not. I'm not concerned about it for what they have to do because if they play the Ravens, they're going to be able to run against them too. Everybody does. Um, and I think if, they, if it's the other way around where it's the Titans, you know, it might be a little bit more difficult, but they did show some success late in the year, enough for me to feel confident. Nick Athen, uh, appreciate it, Nick. Uh, we will talk to you next week, and we'll preview, fingers crossed, uh, that AFC Championship game. Thanks, Nick. Enjoy it. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yep, good it. to talk to you. Well, I didn't think we would be speaking with Ted Glover. In fact, I think I said so as much last week. Trent, and I told you, you should have just listened to me. And thank, I wish I would have. And thankfully we are, because I love this story. And, and here they are. It's the Vikings on the road. It will kick off the divisional weekend, 3.30, roughly our time tomorrow. Uh, live from Levi Stadium, it's the one-seed San Fran. It's the six-seed Vikings. Ted Glover, DailyNorseman.com. Ted, Trent, and Ken, so glad we're speaking together. Ted, how are you? I am doing well, and it is uh, a pleasure to be able to talk to you again after you were pretty certain you weren't going to. (laughs) I was convinced. So how are you guys? That's what I want to know. How are you guys? Well, we're ecstatic because we've got three of the, quote, local teams have survived, right? I mean, we're in, right in the middle of four teams. and There's one that's not alive, And Ted. that's I'll, your Bears. Yeah, yeah, that's my Bears. But uh, I'm still fine with it. It just... Me too. It's fun content. And this is an... I like this Vikings team, Ted. We've talked about this throughout the year. I think they're talented. I think they're good. And I think they got a chance again. I mean, it, it's it's not quite house money, but it's getting to that point. I told you last week, Royce, wrote the column kind of equating this back to the 1988 team that made the run to the championship game and who they beat in the divisional round, the San Francisco 49ers. Joe Montana got benched in that game. Thinking back a little over 30 years ago, a little bit more now, Ted? Um, you know, I, I, I like the similarities in the storyline, but but that's really kind of where it ends. I mean, you know, that's, what, 32, 33 years ago, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It was a great run and, and, you know, two really great back-to-back playoff games that Vikings played. But let's talk about the great playoff game they played last week mm. against what a lot of people thought uh, could have been the best team in the NFC. And they went down to arguably the, the toughest environment in the NFC playoffs, and they handled their business, and, and Kirk Cousins showed up big time when everybody said Kirk Cousins couldn't show up big time. I, I, I hope that 
trend continues this week against the 49ers. I'm with you. Uh, what will they come up with as far as Nick Bosa? He's not the only guy on that defensive front by any means. They got some dudes, DeForest Buckner, Armstead's okay, but Bosa is in a, is in a different league. And I know they're going to move him around. In all likelihood, he's going to see Riley Reef at, uh, at some junctures of the football game. They'll move him to the other side and go up against Brian O'Neill, who I think got hurt last week, right? So what's his status and what will they have as far as Nick Bosa, how they're going to try and slow the gifted rookie? down uh o'neill's okay i haven't heard anything about him being being hurt to the point he might miss the game um i you know that's kind of the that's like the big question for me for the vikings offense um they've struggled against really good interior rush linemen and deforest buckner's one of those guys um you know you look at their losses this year and and when they've lost they've struggled to uh contain an interior rush i i, I like o'neill against um, Nick Bosa, actually, O'Neal's become a really good right tackle. I think Nick Bosa might get the best of Riley Reef a couple times, but I, I can see that also coming being played out to a draw. Uh, the, the, the 49ers' defensive line is, is really good. It, it's probably as, as good as, if not a little bit better than, uh, than the Saints. If, you know, if the Vikings are going to win this game, they're going to have to give Kirk Cousins time to throw. He can't be under assault the moment he gets the ball and drops back. Uh, so I would expect them to do a little play action rollout, kind of what they've been successful with, with doing that this year. Um, the, the one thing where I think the Vikings have a distinct advantage is, is being able to run the ball. The, the 49ers are like 16th or 17th in the NFL against the run. Dalvin Cook looked really, really healthy last week. Kind of, he hasn't looked that good, I don't think, since maybe the middle of the season. Uh, if they can do that, they're going to be able to keep the 49ers defense off guard, they're not going to be able to pin their ears back and come after Cousins, and, and I think that is going to be a big benefit for Minnesota. Yesterday we were talking a little bit about George Kittle, the former Hawkeye tight end, the All-Pro for the 49ers, and what the Vikings are going to do. I was surprised. I looked up the numbers. Vikings the second-best team against tight ends this year. They can throw safeties. They can throw a couple linebackers well, they here. play the Bears tight ends twice. Well, that also helps, too, when you're playing that group of uh, stiffs out there. George Kittle, not a <laughs> stiff. How are they going to work to slow him down? That's a good question. I mean, uh, Eric Kendricks has been good in coverage on, as, as a linebacker. Eric Wilson has been surprisingly good in coverage as a linebacker um, the last few times he's been in. I, I would expect him, you know, Andrew Sandejo played a lot of nickel last week. That I, I just think the Vikings are going to put in a, a, a very uh, a, a fair amount of mixed coverages. I thought they did an excellent job against Michael Thomas. They limited him to only 70 yards on seven catches. I think if they can keep George Kittle in that kind of range, six, seven catches, under 100 yards, the, the thing with Kittle is is he is so good at at breaking a tackle and getting yards after a catch. If you remember that, uh, I think it was that overtime win again, or that 48-46 win against New Orleans. the Saints. It yep. was he broke a tackle late, and what would have been, I think, maybe a 10-yard <laughs> catch became a 45- or 50-yard catch. The one thing the Vikings are very good at and have been I think for pro football focus, they're the best tackling team in the NFL. So if they can wrap and tackle and, and limit his yards after catches, I, I think that is going to be – it doesn't matter who's covering him. 
uh, I think that is going to be a, a, a huge barometer of whether or not the Vikings are going to be successful Saturday. Yeah, that was one of the plays of the year in, in the NFL, that kid will play against the Saints you're, you're referencing. Well, I think I know the answer to this, but, you know, the Vikings get past, they upset the Niners. Who would the Vikings rather see? Uh, you know Green Bay as well as anybody, but they've beaten you twice. In fact, you know, that game week 16 on Monday night, you love an opportunity to, you know, to right that wrong and to, because uh, that was an embarrassing football game for the Vikings, or would you rather go out to Seattle? Who, who, who do you think gives the, the more likely path to Super Bowl 54 would be a win over the Packers at Lambeau or off to Seattle? Uh, either either opponent would be would be tough. You know, like you said, the Vikings got swept by the Packers this year. I I thought both games were winnable for the Vikings, but they, they couldn't close the deal either time. They played Seattle on Monday night and they lost out there. So, uh, and, and that was 37-30, I think the final score was. was a good game, yeah. Had it not, had it not been for a, a broken coverage that cut Laquan Treadwell loose for a sixty-yard touchdown, I don't think that game would have been that close. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, in in my heart, yeah, I'd, I'd love it to be the Packers and, and watch the Vikings go and and beat the Packers in Lambeau Field and go to the Super Bowl. But but a loss against them in the NFC Championship would just be monumentally depressing for like six months. I, I don't know. I it just. Both, both teams are very, very good. Both teams would present uh, a big challenge for the Vikings, but this game this week presents a big challenge too. So uh, let's not jinx it and get through this game first and, and see see where the chips fall after that. It would be unbelievable uh, if that's uh, what we get to. Hey, last thing, what's up with Thielen? He cut himself yeah. apparently. Yeah. Uh, cut his foot. What what happened there? Yeah, I, I guess he said he got caught up. I, I can only assume it was, a, it was a cleat when they were you know doing drills or whatever. Um, I really, if, if, if a cut that requires a few stitches, I mean, you know, put, put some extra tape, put an extra gauze bandage on it. Let's do a Kirk showing bloody stock moment. Let's go. <laughs> Let's play. Indeed. Great stuff. Thank you, Ted. Look forward to really talking to you next week. Oh God, I hope that they're the Vikings advance. Thank you, Ted Glover. Appreciate dailynorseman.com for all your Vikings coverage. Ted, thank you. You bet. Have a good weekend, guys. Yeah, you do the same. Ted Glover. Uh, from the Daily Norseman. So Nick was talking about Super Bowl Four. Mm-hmm. You know they beat in Super Bowl Four the Vikings. The Vikings. Wouldn't that be something? That's the matchup I want to see later. Fifty years later, we get it again. Chiefs haven't been there. No. And the Vikings haven't been there since the seventies. Since the seventies. Was it fourteen? Their last one sixteen? No, fourteen maybe. Super Bowl fourteen. I don't remember which one it was, yeah. but it's been a long time. Oh, and four. Oh boy. Super Bowl four. Chiefs Vikings. That was one of those you know what, I gotta look this up. Where was that game played? The Rose Bowl. No well, that doesn't worth it? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Uh Super Bowl Oh, I got it. They'll never play another Super Bowl. Now they'll play in that city. I don't even know if it's still standing. Oh. Tulane Stadium. Yes. I remember the old NFL films. And the marching bands, and boy, it was a different production, huh? Do you know that that stadium sat 81,000 people? Really? Tulane Stadium, 81,000 people. Demolished in 1980. Probably a good idea. They had 86,000, almost 87,000 people to see a game there once. It's crazy. I had no idea it was that big. I, I'm in. Sign me up for that. Give me the Chiefs. 
Uh, give me the Chiefs and the Vikings. Uh, doubt we'll get it. We'll see. All right, let's pay our bills, shall we? Uh, this much we do know that it's time to text the keyword, are you ready? Ball to 200-200 right now. That's your chance to win $1,000. Text the keyword ball to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. We have not forgot about the Green Bay Packers. Dave Sinek and the HeadCheese.com next. Claxon's Barbecue and our picks before noon. Miller and Condon, 14 60. All right, welcome back as uh, we continue on. Well, as promised, going to get into the Packers. Thanks to uh, Nick Athen on the Chiefs, Ted Glover on the Vikings. It's the Packers and the Seahawks. This will end. The divisional round 540 is kickoff time. Of course, Fox has that one. Messrs. Buck and Aikman, Aaron Andrews on the sidelines. Oh, boy, oh, boy, that's the tightest point spread. It's hovering around three and a half and four. Mike Holmgren, the last Seahawks coach to win at Lambeau Field. Dave Sinekin is theheadcheese.com. Great to talk to you, Dave. And by the way, I loved your the title to this week's blog. Seattle won't be partying like it's 1999 in reference to the last time that they won there. Good to talk to you, Dave. How are you? Great, guys. It's uh, fun to be chatting football in January. Isn't it the greatest time? I just absolutely love it. I love this weekend. And, you know, as we're from where we sit, Dave, we've got three of the four locals still alive, the Vikings, the Packers, and the Chiefs, so it's great for us here. Uh, and this Seattle-Green uh, Bay, boy, does it seem like they've played a disproportionate amount of games for teams that don't share the same division, obviously the same conference, but, man, it seems like the Seahawks and the Packers, and I'm all for it, by the way, they play a lot. Yeah, they do. You know, when you play the same, uh, you know, if you finish in first place, you play the first place teams, and both these teams for a lot of years were first place teams. It just, it feels like uh, we always in Seattle. So it's uh, it's nice to have this game at Lambeau Field. It's been a, a home team series over the last 20 years. The home team tends to win. Not that that's any guarantee, obviously, but we're very, very happy to have this game at Lambeau. So offensively, it's uh, going to be obviously a whole lot of Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, the Aarons out there. That offensive line, though, it's been very good throughout the season. We've talked a lot about injuries that you're kind of used to with Balaga and company getting banged up at some point. As a whole, this team has been very healthy this year. But what's the game plan against Seattle? What do you anticipate? More of a running game, more of a passing game on Sunday? I'd like to say more of a running game. I think you can beat Seattle on the ground. I think Green Bay's offensive line has the advantage against the front on Seattle. I actually like Green Bay uh, on both lines of scrimmage uh, having the advantage. So I think you got to run the ball early and often with both Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Keep them honest and uh, and then obviously sprinkle in the pass when, uh, when the opportunity is there. But if they don't uh, give Aaron Jones 20 touches, then I think Green Bay's in for some trouble. I, I like the matchup. Uh, I think they, they certainly have some talent. Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright. But this is not the Legion of Boom. This is a different right. Seahawks defense. You can run on this team, and uh, and I think the recipe for Green Bay's win is to uh, hand the ball early and often to number 33. Uh, what about the matchup, Jadavian Clowney going up, uh, I guess, against Bakhtiari by the sounds of things, right? That's what we're going to see. Clowney's been, he's been a little bit hurt toward the end of the season, certainly looked good uh, most recently against the Eagles, but Bakhtiari versus Clowney, uh, that should be fun. Yeah, it should. I think they'll move Clowney around the line a bit, try to find the matchups. They'd like to move him inside at times as well. Now, he's not 100%. Neither is Ziggy Ansah. They've both been limited in practice all week. I think we certainly expect to see them both go, but whether they're fully 100%, I don't know. 
Clowney's been very productive when he plays the Eagles. Uh, the two games against Philly, he filled the stat sheet, but uh, he's been less than dominant more games than not. Uh, Bakhtiari is an all-pro caliber left tackle. If he's over uh, that guy, I, I like Green Bay's chances more often than not, but you have to know where he is. He's a game record, just like uh, Zadarius Smith on the Packers' side. Uh, but I think Green Bay is built to withstand really strong pass rushers. They've seen so many throughout the season. And really the only two teams that had their number were the 49ers and Chargers. And uh, Bulaga missed much of that 49er game, as you may remember. So I think Green Bay's equipped to handle him, but uh, he can wreck a game on any play. And they'll certainly have to watch where he is on every play. So one of those next-gen stats on NFL Live the other day on ESPN, and they're talking about Aaron Rodgers and not getting the ball out nearly as quickly as he was. I think he held on to the football the sixth longest in football this year, something that wasn't the case certainly earlier on in his career. When you look at Rodgers, is it just an aging quarterback and waiting for things to develop? Do you put that more on the wide receiver group? When you hear that number, what does it say to you? God, it's such a great question because it's been maddening to watch him throughout the season because there's still that that arm, those that decision, the legs. He's got the elite ability still, but yeah, he does hang on to the ball looking for that play downfield. And I really think it's important in this game for him to just find, you know, take what the defense gives him. Find guys. Um, well, you can beat Seattle with the screen game, with, with quick passes. They're so aggressive up front. You, you look at past Packers-Seahawks games and where they really made hay was just dumping the ball off and letting those guys in space do their thing. It's been a, a frustrating thing to watch all year, whether it's, uh, Rogers aging, whether it's trust in his receivers who aren't getting separation, whether it's looking more downfield and not finding those quick outs. I think it's a combination of all those things. But um, we saw, I think back to that Redskins game in particular, where he had all day long to throw. There was no pass rush at all, yet he just kept looking downfield. There was nothing there, and he threw the ball away more often than not. Uh, I'll be watching very closely uh, to see how active he is in getting Aaron Jones or Jamal Williams the ball in space or finding those receivers in the slot uh, quickly. I think not having Randall Cobb has been a bigger a loss than I think a lot mm. of people thought because Geronimo Allison has not stepped. Um, and, you know, Al Lazard's been terrific, but he's more of an outside yep. receiver than inside. So that's a, a position in the offseason Green Bay will have to address is, is uh, a slot receiver and maybe even uh, upgrade of the tight end position. Well, since we're talking receivers, we're doing so with Dave Sinek and theheadcheese.com for you Packer fans out there. The latest blog is up with his preview uh, of the Seattle Green Bay game. Uh, DK Metcalf is uh, really coming on, uh, Dave, as you well know. Uh, in the beginning of the season, he looked like a rookie. He doesn't look like that anymore. Still looks like he did at the Combine, which was a freak, but he's starting to sh- uh, pl- uh, show that some of that physicality on the field. Who do you expect, or will they? Will they just um, you know, sometimes it's Alexander, sometimes it's King, or will they assign somebody to Metcalf? My guess is they assign um, Jair Alexander to Tyler Lockett using the speed, the quickness. I think that's a good matchup. And I think Kevin King is going to draw DK Metcalf, the tall 6'2 cornerback who can mm-hmm. uh, certainly try to match him up physically. But you know, Kevin King, is a, he's a solid corner. He's made a lot of big plays and taken the ball away. But he's uh, liable to get torched from time to time. He takes some bad angles, and he's going to need some help. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting matchup. There aren't a whole lot of pass-receiving weapons the Seahawks throw at you. Those two outside guys are really it. You know, with the injuries they've had at tight end at running back, I really thought that both New Orleans and Philly would have given Green Bay's defense a tougher matchup than Seattle. I think Green Bay's defense does match up 
pretty well. They'll play man against those guys. I think King needs to be physical with Metcalf on the line, try to get him out of his timing. This will be the coldest game Metcalf's ever played in. He said last week's Philly game was the coldest game he'd ever been in. Uh, he's in for a rude awakening with temperatures around 20 at uh, kickoff. We'll see how he handles that. But, man, yeah, he's it's hard to believe he was the ninth receiver drafted. You know, he was the, the pro-day warrior. But um, I'm really interested in how that matchup goes. They're going to have to give King some help. But I do believe that Kevin King draws that matchup. Dave, you will obviously know going into the game who the opponent will be in the NFC Championship game. But before that game is played with the Vikings and 49ers, on the surface, obviously you'd want the Vikings to win because it means a home game for the Packers and the NFC Championship game. But for you, a Minneapolis guy dealing with everybody from the voice of the Vikings on down, do you really want to see the Vikings and a chance for them to get to their first Super Bowl in Lambeau since the 1970s? Because I think it would be a real possibility if it plays out that way. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been the running storyline all week, I and it's, uh, it is a tough one. It really is. I, uh, I just I can't imagine what it would be like here if this matchup uh, <laughs> is set for next Sunday at Lambeau. So I'd like to see it. I know it's uh, it is tough to beat a three t- a team three times, mm-hmm. and and the Vikings would be poised to to get to their first Super Bowl in forty years and do it at Lambeau, and that's something they could talk about forever. I get all that, but if you give me the choice of of uh, Vikings at Lambeau or heading back to San Francisco where the Packers lost by 30. Um, I'll take my chances with the Vikings. It would be an absolutely epic uh, week leading up to the NFC Championship game. It would feel just like 09, the year Favre got to the uh, brink with the Vikings and what that was like here and what that would have meant for uh, to Favre to possibly win a Super Bowl with the Vikings. So, yeah, I, I know uh, how difficult it would be to to watch that game next Sunday, I would I would definitely be at the game if that game happens. I'm going, but um, yeah, it, uh, it it could leave some long lasting scars. That's for sure. Mm, absolutely. Well, what's kind of been the tenor, Dave? Uh, you you work KFAN and you're on the uh, on the radio on Saturday and Sunday mornings. You fill in a lot. Of course, you do PA show a lot. Um, what's the consensus in the Twin Cities? Did Kyle Rudolph push off or no? Um, it's funny. I, I don't think uh, most people believe he did. I mean, he, he, obviously he did. <laughs> right. But I mean, but truly the defensive back pinned his arms he down did. too. I mean, it was it was back and forth. I'm really glad that call wasn't made. I think Viking fans would have gone absolutely berserk yeah. if it had been the other way. You know, if if the Saints had scored on that play, I think they would have screamed bloody murder. Uh, it was a football play. I'm really glad they didn't review it. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, guys. The optimism in this town is absolutely really? off the hook. Um, I saw a video, you know, PA does a show from Buffalo Wild Wings every Friday mm-hmm. uh, up in Plymouth, a suburb of Minneapolis this morning. They were lined up, I mean, hundreds, wow. uh, two hours before the show to, to get ready to, to talk about this game. There's a, a really strong optimism here that the Vikings are going to get the job done. And I don't know. They, they've never been good on grass. They've never been good out west. Uh, I know it's a, a feel-good story, but mm-hmm. I will still be very surprised if the Vikings bring the upset on Saturday. I'm with you, Dave. Of course, we're certainly rooting for that here, but uh, I, I just I, I just don't think, sadly, I don't think we're going to be treated that uh, to that as NFL fans. Dave Sinek and theheadcheese.com. Read the blog. It's up now. He's, I'm not going to uh, spoil it for you folks out there. The prediction is up online. Theheadcheese.com. Packer preview, 7 a.m. Sunday morning? Yes, sir. And, of course, the podcast will be up shortly after that. Dave Sinica, Dave, great stuff. We really hope we're previewing the NFC Championship game with you one week from today. Thank you, Dave. You and me both. Have a good weekend, guys. Good to talk to you. Dave Sinica, theheadcheese.com, as we preview Seattle 
and the Packers. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. If we get Vikings, Packers, NFC champion, we got that Bears, Packers. What have been nine years ago now? Is that long? Boy, time flies, doesn't yeah, it? Does. It really? Jay does. Cutler and company. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cutler goes down. Caleb Haney comes in and mm. can't lead it there. Jay Cutler's show debuted last night. Now, I didn't see it. Oh, but I didn't season, either. Uh, this season started uh, last night, apparently. We were big fans of oh, we were. Very Cavalier. Of uh, Uncommon James. Well, we're also big fans of Claxons. Let's do this. We'll take the first four callers right now with 284 5966. 284 5966. It's the same as last week. It's the four NFL games, and then we'll ask you in the tiebreaker. Iowa's points tonight. Iowa State's points tomorrow. Closest without going over will be our tiebreaker. Claxons in Altoona, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. If you get the most right, you'll get a $35 gift certificate to Claxons. The runner-up, 25. Claxons, our picks. Before we get out of here at noon, it's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. They know more about Iowa sports than everybody else combined. Just ask them. Murph and Andy, today at 2. The Iowa AAU Girls District Basketball Championships are coming to Des Moines February 15th and 16th. The deadline to sign up is February 8th, so get your team set today for grades 3 through 8. It's the Iowa AAU Girls District Basketball Championships. Register today and find out more information at aauiowa.org. That's aauiowa.org. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at CFIOWA.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission. How do you play Powerball? I like to be the first person in line when the convenience store opens, which is hard to do if they're open 24-7, but I enter the store on my right foot, take exactly seven steps to the counter, always seven, and take the ticket with my left hand. Then I high-five the cashier. Sometimes they leave me hanging. However you play, play now. This Saturday's estimated Powerball jackpot is $277 million. Woohoo! Family is big around here. We're family-owned, family-operated, family-managed. And that means legacy. That means dependability. That means using Granger. With over 1.5 million products and knowledgeable product experts, Granger has whatever we need. And with same-day pickup and next-day delivery options, they have it whenever we need it. For over 90 years, businesses like ours have trusted Granger. Because, like family, Granger's got our back. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Some call them small businesses. We call them a big deal. At Bank Iowa, we're doing big things for businesses of all sizes. From companies with a single desk or retail counter to those with multiple assembly lines and vast operations. Commercial loans, checking accounts, and treasury management, plus the resources you might only expect at a larger bank. Visit one of our 25 locations and let's talk about all the big things Bank Iowa can do for your business. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, loans are subject to approval. That, that's the sound of NyQuil Severe, hard at work. NyQuil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. 
The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold? Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Wendy's has been showing everyone how to do fast food right for 50 years. And now they're showing them how two for fives are done with Wendy's two for five. It's the only one where you can get Wendy's fresh, never frozen beef and that Wendy's spicy chicken you crave. Pick two for five bucks. Choose between the Juicy Dave Single, the Tasty Spicy Chicken Sandwich, 10-Piece Crispy, or Spicy Nuggets. Come in today and taste how a real two-for-five is done, only at Wendy's. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Price and participation may vary for a limited time only. Man, our equipment is just dirty. Well, you need to call Washer Systems of Iowa. We need a heater in here. Washer Systems of Iowa's got heaters. This floor is a mess. Washer Systems of Iowa is Iowa's pressure washer experts featuring Mighty M Pressure Washers. This is Jeff Egley of Washer Systems of Iowa. Our crew, led by Tony Poff and Marco Solis, can find the power washer to clean your equipment and the heater to keep your garage warm during the cold winter months. Washer Systems of Iowa, 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines, an exclusive dealer of Mighty M. Online at washersystems.com. Welcome back, Miller and Con, the Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Time to give away some Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Heard a disappointing story. Uh-huh. One of our winners over the last, I don't know when, I have no idea which one, but was reproducing these certificates. Oh, no. And sharing them with his friends. A disproportionate ah. amount of Claxon's winners have showed back up at Claxon's, mm-hmm. so we figured it out. But anyways, um, these are not to be reproduced. Don't ruin this for everybody exactly. else, folks. Yes. Right? Don't ruin it for everybody else. If you win, enjoy it. Give it away, but just don't reproduce it. Right? <laughs> That's not what this is about. We don't want this contest to end. Don't do this to your fellow listeners. All right, Shane, Jake, Kyle, and David, in that order, we'll give you four games in a tiebreak. If you get the most right, you will get the certificate, or one of them, a 35 or a 25. And let's get to Shane, first of all. Shane, welcome to the program. How are you, Shane? Oh, great. Good. All right. Uh, the four NFL games, and then the tiebreaker is going to be the Hawkeyes and the Clones. Just their total points this weekend. Vikings are a seven-point favorite, seven-and-a-half-point favorite over San Francisco. I beg your pardon. San Francisco is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Minnesota. Uh, let's go uh, with... The Vikings. Baltimore, a nine and a half point favorite over Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. Chiefs, a nine and a half point favorite over Houston. Uh, Chiefs. And the Green Bay line is now up to four and a half. They're a four and a half point favorite over Seattle. Uh, Seattle. Tiebreaker, Shane. Uh, the Hawks tonight and the Clones tomorrow. They'll combine to score how many points closest without going over? Uh, 289. 289. Thank just them, right? Just, just, it's a lot of points. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate it. I think that might be a tad high. A little bit. Uh, Jake is next. Each. Be entertaining if that's the way it goes. I'll sign up for it. Uh, Jake is next. Hi, Jake. Hey, Ken. How you doing? Good, thank you. Sam Franz, a seven and a half point favorite over Minnesota. Uh, gonna go Minnesota. Baltimore, nine and a half to Tennessee. Baltimore. Kansas City, same number to Houston. Uh, And Seattle, a four and a half point. uh, Green Bay, a four and a half point favorite over Seattle. Uh, 
Seattle. Okay. Uh, total points. Hawkeyes points. Cyclones points. Just them. Closest without going over. I don't think 289 is reachable <laughs> right. in four or five seconds, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's go 145. 145. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it. Uh, Kyle is next as we give away Claxton's Barbecue. Hi, Kyle. How you doing, guys? Good, thank you. San Fran gives seven and a half to Minnesota. Give me Minnesota. Baltimore gives nine and a half to Tennessee. Uh, give me Tennessee. All right. Chiefs, nine and a half to Houston. Houston. Seattle is getting four and a half from Green Bay. Green Bay, a four and a half point favorite. Yeah, give me Seattle. Seattle for you. How many points will Iowa and Iowa State combine to score over this weekend? I'm going to go with 126. 126. Kyle, you have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. And then David is next. David brings Claxons to a close for another week. Hi, David. Hi, how are you guys today? Thank you. Uh, fine, thank you. Uh, yourself? I'm doing good. Perfect. I'm driving. Well, I just stopped my semi, so I'm good. <laughs> uh, where are you? Are you experiencing other, any weather yet, David? Uh, south of Des Moines a little bit. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Good stuff. All right, San Fran, 7.5 over Minnesota. Oh, gosh. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> San Francisco. All right. Uh, Baltimore is a 9.5 point favorite over Tennessee. Baltimore. Uh, Kansas City, nine and a half over Houston. Uh, Kansas City. Green Bay, four and a half over Seattle. Uh, Well, Seattle. I can't go against my Seahawks. I'm a big fan of them, so I'm Uh, going with my Seahawks. Taking the Seahawks. And how many points will Iowa and Iowa State combine to score tomorrow? Closest without going over or this weekend? I'm going to say... I'm going to say they're both good. Uh, both of them combined about 167. 167. David, enjoy the weekend. Drive safe. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. As uh, we give away Claxons for yet another week. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think probably, was it Shane first? Probably didn't understand. I think so, yeah. I think that's, he thought it was both, both games. Both games combined. combined. Yeah. Got to listen closely. And maybe the tiebreaker won't come into play. You go 4-0, oh, you should feel in good shape, right? Trent, I'm about to go 5-0. and oh. oh, whoa. As we whoa, segue whoa, to our whoa. picks. Both of us coming off losing weeks 2 and 3, but I hold the tee box. I've had it since before Thanksgiving. Is that right? Sounds about right. Every time that I feel like I'm making a little bit of a dent, you're playing But a I still haven't better. caught you. No, I, mean, I still that's... hold the lead. So you are 45, 41, and 4. I'm above water. You are. Yep. That's a 524 winning percentage right at the break even point. Mm-hmm. In fact, I am 48 and 42 against the number 533. So just eking out a little bit of a living. living. You do have me in the best bets, though. You're over 500 on your best bets now, 9, 8, and 1. I'm 7 and 11 with my favorite pick of the week. Uh, let's get to it, shall we, Trent? I've got an easy, easy way to remember these games. Oh, yeah? Do we have a sounder of a dog? see what I can find here. I think I got something. The dogs are barking, baby. That's as simple as that for me this week. Last week I had all favorites. I'm going to take all the dogs. I'll take the Vikings. I'm going to root for them openly. I'll be honest. I want to see this Vikings team move on. Vikings, give me Tennessee in the nine and a half. Give me Houston in the nine and a half. 
Give me Seattle in the four and a half. And then we move to Monday, the final college football game of the season. It's been the longest season, calendar-wise, of the year. I'm going to take the six points and Clemson. By the way, my best bet will be the Tennessee game. Tennessee over Baltimore. So there's five games. I'm going to take the points. Dogs are barking for me this weekend. Trent Condon. All right, here we go. We got two college plays this week, three in the NFL. There will be a game I'll be sitting out this week in the professional playoff ranks. We're going to start bright and early tomorrow morning, 11 a.m. It is James Madison, North Dakota State for the FCS National Championship. The public betting public assumes on the Bison. I've been on this James Madison team since way back when they played you and I early in the playoffs. It feels like a million years ago that game was played in the second round. I am now getting a point here after James Madison had been favored throughout most of the week. It's changed since we went on the air. It has, because right as we started, it was one point. At William Hill, you're getting a point Hmm. with James Madison. Give me the Dukes to kick things off. Pick number one. We'll go to the afternoon tomorrow. I'm with you, Ken, on this Vikings team. Maybe it's more hopeful for anything. Hopeful for my family that is Vikings members. I've seen so much heartache. My wife is a Vikings fan. The rivalry... That feels a little bit different, I think, as you get a little bit older. And maybe that's playing into my heartstrings a little bit here. I'm going to grab the Vikings and the seven points. We go to Sunday. Baltimore. That's not Sunday. No, that's Saturday. That's Saturday night. We're going to stay on Saturday. Saturday night, I'm going to lay the points here. Divisional games, how many times have we seen this number one seed? We're trying to find ways that they're going to be in trouble. And they absolutely obliterate somebody. Same thing happens on Saturday night. Lay the nine and a half with the Ravens. Big night for Lamar Jackson as he is reintroduced nationwide. Sunday, only one play. It's my best bet. I'll get to it in a moment before. I'm with you on Clemson. The LSU love. It has been crazy. And Dabo, this is a spot he works best. Underdog, using that as a motivational ploy. I like Clemson on Monday night. But my best bet, it is the Green Bay-Seattle game. And I'm going with the Packers. I'm going to lay the points with the Packers here. Seattle has been able to skirt by. They're plus eight in point differential all year long. Normally close games, they find a way to win. They're not going to find a way to win here. Comfortable victory for the Packers. They win it by double digits. 28-17, Packers, my best bet of the week. All right, good stuff, Trent Condon. Uh, Chris Bryant is signed. He a one-year deal with the Cubs, $18.6 million. You'll have to scrape by on 18.6. Arbitration number? Yes, yeah. uh, settled probably beforehand, right? Uh, 18.6 is the number there. So Bryant doesn't mean staying, uh, but he has a uh, contract going forward next year. Will Fuller, the Texans receiver, game-time decision in Kansas City on Sunday. So, boy, Hopkins needs a running mate. Fuller's a... Big, big different uh, maker mm-hmm. when they're both on the field at the same time. What happens in the state as far as the Big Ten team and the Big 12 team? Do we go 2-0, and 1-1, and 0-2? Where are you? Maryland beat Iowa tonight? i got an offer in front of me. That's what yeah. I'm seeing. I don't... You don't give the clones a, chan- a chance either? I, they have a chance. I think both teams have a chance, but after what we saw throughout this week... What's happening? Some of the negativity, the frust- injuries Boy, piling up on one week, side. would be a bad week, Trent, if they, both, they lose both their games this week. Are we going to get a win this week? You know, you and I has to go down to Missouri State Not this easy. weekend. But most State was picked in some places yes. to win They're the it, right? most talented team. They brought in a lot of transfers. They haven't exactly put it together. Well, maybe they'll put it together against you and I. And then Drake, they got a road game themselves. We know how good they've been in the Nap Center. 
but they got to go to Valpo, who isn't very good, but still it's a road game mm-hmm. in conference play. Could we be looking at an 0-4 weekend? As long as we're looking at a 3-0 weekend in the NFL, I would take that. <laughs> okay. If those are the two differences right. that you can grab there, you're jumping on the NFL. Packers, Vikings, NFC Championship Wouldn't game. that be something? The Chiefs advance as well. We'd have three of the four final teams. Guaranteed one of them is going to be playing on Super Bowl Sunday. It's all about us. It's all about the shows. The local team still alive. Uh, Murph and Andy come your way at 2 o'clock. The Fanatics at 4, Saturday morning pregame tomorrow at 8 a.m. And sadly, Monday will be here before we know it. But to brighten your day and to start things off on the right foot, it's the morning rush. They kick off at 6. We're Miller and Condon. Thanks for being with us Monday through Friday from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Taking the Cy-Hawk rivalry to a new and sometimes uncomfortable level. They are the sports fanatics on 1460 KXNO. It's that time of year again. AAU Iowa presents the Iowa District Boys Basketball Championships February 8th and 9th up in Ames. The deadline to enter your team is January the 22nd. This tournament is for third graders through eighth graders. For more information, visit aauiowa.org, aauiowa.org. Wolf Roofing is as strong as ever. We started as a roofing company 26 years ago, and we're still a roofing company today. If there's something going on with your roof, we know what's wrong with it. We take your roof personally, and our staff will meet you first with the business card in hand. You won't just find a dumpster in a trailer in your driveway. There's always somebody to talk to. Let us show you why people prefer Wolf Roofing. Call 225-8866, 225-8866, and we'll talk, or visit us on the web at wolfroofing.net. At the Food Bank of Iowa, we know it's hard to believe that someone you might know might be struggling with hunger. But when one in eight Iowans may not be sure where their next meal is coming from, hunger may be closer to home than you think. It affects all kinds of people. Parents, students, families, like the Hardesty family. Even though they work full-time, they struggle to make ends meet. But with three children, giving up isn't an option. Together, we can help ensure that all of our neighbors in need have dinner on the table. Donate today at foodbankiowa.org. We're the Food Bank of Iowa, and together we can solve hunger. There's a chance your local GEICO agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it grate on you? Yeah, you really shredded me. (laughs) But there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours. It's time for some straight talk. Some choices don't require a brain. Like getting the new iPhone 11 with the ultra-wide